And hello and welcome. And look, if you can see us, please say hello because we've got an exciting, exciting thing today. Um, we've just had some leaked documents from the RBA. And um, this is breaking news, leaked documents. And we're going to be talking to about what the RBA have been saying, hidden away. But through freedom of information, we've got access to this. For those of you who don't know, RBA is Royal Bank of Australia. That's right. So um, this is very interesting because um, this is quite... Big news. This is breaking news, this, really. This is breaking news, but, you know, I feel like the Joe Snowden of Australia, but without having to do anything illegal or anything. I don't, I'm not saying... <laughs> Getting the, the leaked documents. That's what I thought you were going. Yes, no, 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 like no. I, 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 I didn't get the leaked documents myself, but I found them on the internet. And you know me, I, I love to... I research property all the time. I'm a bit of a nerd. Yes. And the reason I do it, so we you don't have property. to. So you don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. This is your who. Your who not Hello now. from Brisbane. Hello from Hello Brisbane. From Hello from Brisbane. Great to hear from you. So Hello guys, from Adelaide. Exactly. And look, guys, I've got a special announcement to make at the end of this too. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to tell them something about us. Oh, okay. Something personal and private. I'm like, do I even know what this is, this big announcement? Well, yes, because I told you and I told you what I was going to tell you. And you're like, what? Really? When I dropped that bomb, the truth bomb. When you can't George, have... you're always shocking me. So I don't, I don't know. Which so guys, I'm going about. to. Hello from Sydney. Okay, we got, we got all of <laughs> Australia coming. Hello, Sydney siders. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about money in the bank. So money, look, money, if anyone's got money. money in the bank, please just type in and say, "Hey, I've got money in the bank," because I really, I'm talking to you especially because this is important because this is going to be a game changer. Because I'm going to go through some numbers and show you what's been going on. Absolutely. Right, and I'm going to show you some real numbers, and because because the problem is a lot of people have got their head in the sand, and they don't realise what's happening. And I've called it before, I'm going to call it again. So this is what I'm telling you now: the property clock. Right, you know you got twelve o'clock to the peak, six o'clock to the bottom. Picture the face of the clock. Yep, picture the face of the clock. Twelve's the peak, six is the bottom. Well, guess what? We're at seven o'clock. We're about to hit the biggest boom in 50 years. However, there's certain parts of the economy that are screwed. And I've been talking about this for years. We've been banging on my drum for this for years. And I'm going to explain it again, explain to you what's been happening. But the funny thing is, time after time, my predictions come true. And look, they're not my predictions. They're what I learn and how to interpret the data. But I could do that. Yeah. you got money in the bank? It doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. There you go. Well, someone's got money in the bank. Great. I've got money in the bank. And you know what? I'm desperate to get it out. <laughs> Seriously. In the dictionary, I'm desperate to get money out. I'm desperate. I really want to get my money out of the bank. And I'll tell you why. Now, we are live in Positive Property Club. Christina keeps moving me around. <laughs> what a bossy wife I've got. Seriously. Oh, I had a big workout um, yesterday. So my muscles are really sore. So I'm not quite strong enough, even though you're on a um, wheelchair. Yeah, but I, I had a big workout, but especially my drinking. I worked that out quite a bit yesterday as well. So um, 
So look, this RBA, is what, how okay. exciting. So this is what they announced. The RBA papers point to 30% house price rise. Let that sink in. Let me type this in. 30%. Because, that is massive. Right? This is what the RBA have said, right? So documents released from the Reserve Bank of Australia reveals that highest prices could be pushed up to 30% if interest rates remain low for years, right? And what happened is an internal RBA document was released through Freedom of Information Request on Friday, right? Because here in Australia, we've got freedom of the press. We're not communists, which is great. And we can actually find things out and ask. So someone accessed it through the Freedom of Information Request. And this has just happened on Friday, so it's recent, right? Nice. And they wanted to know what's the um, what's the impact of low interest rate on asset prices, right? And low interest rates will lift asset prices, which will turn increased wealth and household spending, the document outlines, right? So assets in general are rising, and the part the reason they're rising is because of inflation, mm -hmm. right? Now, inflation's great if you've got an asset. It's really bad if you've got money in the bank. And I'm going to go through the numbers today, and this will shock you. Seriously, you're going to be going, oh, my God, I'm shocked. That's how shocking it is, right? So this is it, right? So um, so basically, that's what they're saying, right? And the RBA, they're pretty good at predicting stuff, and that's what they're saying. It's got to go 30%. So what does that mean for you? Well, let me give you the lowdown. Let, let me go through some of the numbers. And this is important because these numbers are important. Okay. Have you heard of the rule of seven? No. Okay. Let I me haven't talk heard you, of the rule of seven. Let me talk to you about the rule of seven. The rule of seven says that if your asset goes up on average 10% a year, that every seven years your asset will double. Okay. So properties, they generally double seven, 10, 12 years, right? That's what happens with assets like that. Nice. Right. And see, and this is the deal, right? Let's say you buy a property today. It may double in seven years, may double in 10, 12. It might happen let's, sooner. Let's say, let's say it does it in 15, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, George, my asset doubled in 15. I'm so upset with you, right? Seriously, <laughs> that can happen, right? And I've had people that have, you know, been part of our program and, and the property that. didn't do anything for a year. And they're like, oh my God. But then it went up and they're like, okay, right? So, <laughs> Let me explain the difference between the performance, right? Because we're talking Ferrari compared to a go-kart, right? Seriously. Okay. So if you put your money in the bank today, guess how long it's going to take to double? Not seven years. 70 years? 80 years. Oh, that was close. <laughs> okay. So it's going to take you. So if you've got money in the bank and someone said they've got money in the bank, if you've got money in the bank, it's going to take you around 80, 80 years, years. At, at, only at the current interest rate. Oh, my now, God. Now, I don't know about you, but, but by, in 80 years' time, my hip will probably be a bit caught up. I'll have a lot more grays in my beard. Right? I'm going to be a lot older. I'm, I'm not even be around. Hopefully, I will. Hopefully, I'll be living long enough. But it's going to take you 80 years at current interest rates. Now, if that doesn't shock you, if that doesn't impress upon you that you need a different asset class, then you need to start thinking about this because it's very important. And what's happening in Northern Europe, they've got negative interest rates. So they actually charge you to have money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. So, so money is so cheap now, you get charged to have it in the bank. And actually, we know um, one, of, one, of our, one of our high end clients, I can't mention his name, he's in Melbourne. And he's got, 
what is it, seven hundred million dollars in in the bank. They charge him for that money every month to keep it there. What do you mean they charge him? He has to pay a fee. They don't pay him interest. No, no, he pays them. Why? Why? <laughs> that's with large amounts of money. That's the way it is at the moment. Okay. I know, crazy, crazy. Mm. So, so listen. So having money in the bank is not the answer unless you're going to have some life extension because most people talk to us now on this podcast you know if you're if you're in the positive property club podcast what's that podcast called positive property show positive property yep. show. and if you're in that positive property club in the in the group most people that are watching this are probably over 18 and in 80 years time you're going to be around about 100 or 100 plus so if you want to wait till you're 100 plus to double your money, go ahead, make my day, go and put it in the bank. All right? That's shocking. Yes. So how do we do it differently? How do you work smarter, not harder? Yes, exactly. And <laughs> how do you get ahead? How do you get ahead? Mm. Well, the way you get ahead is get an asset that's going up in value, right? And what you need to do is you need to take advantage of this massive wave. So... This wave of property, the biggest wave in 50 years, 30% rise in the next couple of years, next two to three years, the RBA says. That's huge. Get on your surfboard and ride that So wave. if properties go up 30% next three years, that means they're probably going to double in seven, mm -hmm. right? But I'm conservative and yeah. my system works even if they double in 12. And, yeah. that's, and that's a beautiful thing because if you do double in seven, I'll just say high five, well done. And if it doesn't... That's better, yeah. Because I would rather under-promise. That's just a bonus if it happens sooner. Should we all be pulling our money out of super to invest? Good question. Look, with super, don't have it in cash. And the stock market at the moment looks precariously high mm. to me. And I'm not an expert with stocks, I don't know. And I've got money in stocks, and I'm going to try to diversify a little bit. What I've done is I've put some money in Bitcoin a while ago, and I was explaining to people... Because a lot of people are saying, George, should I put money in Bitcoin? And this is what I said. I said, the truth is, I don't know. It's speculative. And I said, yeah. put, put half a percent or one percent of your money in Bitcoin. And if you make a fortune, you can thank me. And if you lose it, you're not going to be angry with me. <laughs> now, some people listened to me and put their money in. It didn't go up and they got upset with me. And other people went up and they were, they were happy with me. But really, at the end of the day, what I've done is I've put a one percent in. And recently, because price went up, I sold 50%, took all my, all my profit out, mm -hmm. all the money I've put in. So now everything I've got in Bitcoin has cost me zero. Awesome. So you've got zero loss. And to me, that's the good way of having Bitcoin because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So if Bitcoin goes to zero, I'm going to lose zero. If it goes up to 100,000, I'll make 100,000, which is not bad. That's the way to do it. You have your cake and eat it too, basically. Exactly, exactly, which is pretty cool. So mm -hmm. that's, um, that's a, you've got to mitigate risk. Right, and mitigating risk is one of the most important things. So, I'm going to talk about the state of nation, what's happening in property at the moment. Well, it's pretty exciting. The RBA is saying that it's um, property prices are going to push up by thirty percent, and they're predicting that over the next few years, are they? Um, next next two or three years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I've got more news. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Okay. Heaps. How Let's like pack this. So the next thing I want to unpack and talk about, and I was talking. You know, everyone who's known me knows that I'm not a fan of commercial property. Because to be invested in commercial property, you really need a big tenant. You need a lot of money. Like if you get a Bunnings, mm. you know what I mean? But the thing is, Bunnings, they're so big, they can afford to negotiate and you're not going to get a good price anyway. Yeah. So 
most people that make money out of um, commercial property, they find the tenant first. It's going to go there for 20 years, yes, get the lease, sense. then get the property. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get that. There's a lot of mums and dads out there going, oh, I want to invest in commercial. Look, if you're not an expert, mm-hmm. if you haven't got 10,000 hours experience at what you do, don't do it. So you shouldn't be investing in commercial unless you've got 10,000 hours experience. I don't have that. I've got 20,000 in property. So if you haven't got 20,000 hours in property, listen to me and do what I tell you to do. And seriously, you know, the rules of real estate have changed. So if you don't learn the new rules, you're going to miss out and other people are going to be make money. That's why you've got to pay attention and you're going to join us every Wednesday at 6.35 Australian Eastern Standard Time and talk to us. Get right? educated, guys. It's the best gift you can give yourself. And, and the thing is, should we be pulling our money in super invest? I'm not a financial planner, so if I was to answer that question, that would be illegal. But what would I do? If I had enough money in super, I would probably talk to a specialist and get a financial planner who's qualified to help me plan doing it. And then I'd talk to a property expert. I don't know, someone like George Markowski or Christina, <laughs> and then get them to help me invest in property because at least I know it's going to go up. Yeah. Right? I don't know if you remember back in 2008, what happened to what happened to the stock market? It dived and people lost 30 to 50% of their savings, which is very sad. Guess what happened to property? In some areas it died, but the properties that I had top 100, they went up in value. So I ended up making more money. Doesn't matter. And, you know, all these doom and gloom people are saying, oh no, COVID's gonna kill property and blah, blah. Didn't happen at all. We've had no migration at all in Australia and it hasn't affected most properties, but it has affected some and I'm gonna go through what- We've had a lot of interstate migration though. Well, most of the migration is actually people leaving South Australia, and going Le- to Queensland, Queensland, leaving New South Wales. So most yeah. interstate migration is actually, this is the interesting thing. Mm. The biggest interstate positive is Queensland. Surprise. Yeah. Guess where the second biggest interstate positive is? Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Why, who would want to go to Melbourne after all that COVID and everything else? And like, all that lockdown. Yeah, but that's it. People so, who enjoy solitary confinement, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> so look, this is what happened to commercial property. COVID-19 has been the death blow of the office, mm. right? Yeah, I think everything was heading that way, but COVID just sped it up. Like everyone All COVID did is accelerate it. Yeah, because yeah, our business was going more online, more international. We've it been was, doing that. And we've yeah. got a lot of the international people now, and we're more worldwide. Yeah, than I just had a meeting with someone from Dubai today, actually. How exciting. <laughs> so, um, and the, the one thing about COVID's helped us is move international. And I found it's really balanced things out because you want to spread your risk. Yes. And I'm going to talk about international in a minute down the track, remind me. Okay, if okay. I remember. Okay, so so according to what's happened to CBD, that most office space have dropped 8.6% over the last six months in CBD. I thought they would have dropped more. That's a massive, six months, that's a massive drop, right? Yeah. Right? And guess what else happened? Shopping malls have shrunk as well, right? They're shrinking before our very eyes. No, no, seriously, it's gone down big time, right? So what's happened is shopping centers, retail, office space has all gone down. And I don't think we're ever going to be the same again. Well, no, I would prefer to shop online. I don't like shopping, you know, I don't like going to a shopping center because it's hectic. You know, you've got to drive there, then you've got to find a park. Then you've got to deal with all the people and the hustle and bustle. Like, I hate it. I'm and and usually rather. you don't find what you want. And then, and then I, I come back home. home and buy it online anyway. So yes. I'd rather just cut out all that, um, you know, effort and just go straight to online where I know exactly what I can get and what I want. 
Someone said, brilliant. Thank you. I'm very <laughs> grateful. Thank you very much. And look, so commercial property is dropping. And I'm telling you one thing. It's going to accelerate. And the future of commercial is very scarce. So, so don't put any of your money in commercial. There's some very specific stuff you can do, but make sure you talk to an expert. But really, we're about residential. Let's yeah. face it. If you're into residential property, you're probably listening to our podcast or in our group because that's where we're at. And that's if you're listening to us, you probably love property too. Yeah. So. And if you don't love property, <laughs> after hanging out with me long enough, you're going to love You'll property be a anyway. Believer. Exactly. So look, <laughs> even if you don't love property, hang out with me long enough and you are going to love it. Yes. Well, it's not necessarily, I mean, I love property, but I love what it can give me, which is the freedom. It gives me money, which gives me freedom to have more time and a better lifestyle. Let me go through a few numbers and compare the bank and property. Okay. So, okay. So this is the deal. Let me go through numbers. Let's say we're buying a $500,000 property, mm -hmm. right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in $100,000, which is 20%. Deposit, and what I'm going to do is, uh, okay, what um, I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you about the numbers and how they work, and I'm going to compare that hundred thousand in the bank, yeah, and I'm going to compare that hundred thousand property, and you tell me what's going to work better. So, at the moment, if you put a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, um, it's going to be eighty years to double. Okay, so we've got that we've got that thing there. So you might want to cryogenically freeze yourself and wake up in 80 years. See, I really think if you're going to put your money in the bank, you you go to um, Alcor, get yourself frozen, come back, <laughs> and you're laughing, And you right? wake up and you've doubled your money. And you're like, woohoo, and I haven't aged a bit. <laughs> but yep. um, that's not really a possibility at the moment with technology. <laughs> yeah, so so then now let's see if I put $100,000 in uh, buy property. Yep. And I'm going to buy the top 100. Okay. Now, if you're not familiar with this stuff, um, I'm going to put some training in on our in our group because you need to know, you need to get familiar with the top 100. But buying the top 100 is going to give you the best chance of succeeding, making the biggest growth. Awesome. And seriously, we're the only ones that do this. No one else does this. And that's that's one of our, that's our, what's it, USP, unique selling proposition is what we do, right? And that's because I'm a nerd and I love property and I've had a lot of experience. <laughs> that's because you're a nerd. Christina, you married a nerd. Nerd. Did you realise you're going to marry a nerd one day? Hey, I'm a nerd too, so... Yeah. So yes, property. Yes. Okay. And everyone loves property. I love that. I love you guys. I love property and I love you guys that love property. It's fantastic. So I'm going to put a hundred grand in a $500,000 house. And now the RBA is telling me it's going to grow 30%. And let's say over the next three years, that's 10%. I'm just going to work on these numbers. So get a bit of a feel for it. So $500,000 property, if that went up 10%, that means you've made how much? $50,000. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So in one year. Yeah. In two years, you've made how much? 100000 Actually more because it's compounding. Mm -hmm. You've made 125000 But I'm going to simplify and say hundred. Yeah. So, so look at this. Property, how long is it going to take to double your 100000 Two years. Woohoo! Bank, <laughs> 80 years. 80 years. Now, I don't know who won out of that, but... What would you prefer? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, wow. Yes, exactly. It's crazy, That's it? And look, and look, let's say that didn't happen. Yeah. Right? And let's say that 100,000, because normally properties do 5 to 7%, right? Mm -hmm. But even at 5%, right, you're still going to make it that 100, because um, that, that 100,000 at 7%, 
is going to double in 10 years, mm. which means you've made 500,000, right? Mm -hmm. So then what you've done, you've made five times, not just one time. So in five years, even at 7%, you would have doubled your money. Mm. That's the power of compounding interest. See, that's why our members are doing, they're not doing 1% or 2% like they do in the bank. Members of our program, they're making 20, 30, 50% return per year. And that's because they're doing the five times or the eight times or the 10 times principle. Yeah. Because we're making 10 times. Because if I invest 20% and I'm making 5%, I'm really making five times five, which is 25%. If I invest 10%, I'm making 10 times, I'm making 50%. But if that goes up 10% and I've invested um, only 10%, right? 10% deposit, I'm getting a 10% return, right? That means I'm going to get a 100% return per year. Nice. So that means I'll be doubling every year instead of every 80 years. It's just a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, so look, guys, you know, at the end of the day, cryogenic freezing... Could be handy for some things, especially for this long wait. I love that. That's good. Because then you're hilarious. But that's the, that's the fact of it. And that's why I love property. And that's why you can't beat property. And that's why it's so amazing, right? Mm. Yes. So there's a few other things that I want to talk about that are pointed. I, I recently printed the no-go zone list. Yes. Right? And now our reports come out to vindicate what I've written. Really? Yes. So a report's come out, and guess what's happened? Because two of the no-go zones, Melbourne, CBD, Mel Sydney CBD, there's two of my no-go zones. Yep. And basically, all CBDs with units are a no-go zone for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because they're SHIT. They're just, yeah. they're just no good. Well, guess what's happened, right? Mm -hmm. Sydney's rents have dropped so badly they're the same as what they were in 2013. You're kidding. Can you believe that? Wow. Right? Yeah. Right? That's crazy. So they've just been dropping like a lead balloon. Mm. Right? This is the biggest fall they've ever had. Right? Um, Melbourne, they've recorded again. They've fallen. Right? Mm. They've gone down 10% nearly. So what's happening? This is the interesting thing. Right? For the first time in five years, Melbourne is the third most affordable capital city to rent after Adelaide and Perth. Can you believe that? Wow. I know. Where it was so much more expensive before, now it's cheap. Okay. I need a hi, Ricey, Amy in Sydney. Hi, Ricey and Amy in Sydney. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. Cheers. <laughs> nice Thanks to see you. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Thank you. I didn't understand what it meant. I'd need a high, but now I get it. So I've set a high. Hi. <laughs> and welcome. So basically, apartment rents have just tumbled off a cliff. And what happens when rents go down? Tell me. What do you think happens to property prices? Are they going to go down too? They're going to go down too. And that's the problem. They've and, got a match. Yeah. And you know why they've collapsed so badly? I'll tell you why. Okay. Because of COVID and because- I was gonna guess COVID, yeah, yeah. but I thought maybe you've got some intel that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, because you know what's happened? We're not getting all the international students. Mm -hmm. 
so they don't need to rent anywhere. Ah, uh, yeah. And because Aussies don't want to live in apartments. Well, well, no, usually, it's, and, and guess what? We've got no migration. Mm. So are they going to bounce back? Is that a cricket? Um, no, it's a uh, piece I of... I thought a cricket just jumped nah, off the They look like a cricket, but yeah. So, <laughs> so what's happened is um, the international migration, international students aren't there anymore. Mm. And that demand has just slowed that down, right down. So is it going to come back? Yes, it will come back. They'll bounce back. Right. But, you know, as you probably know, I'm not a big fan of units anyway. Mm. You know, every now and again, in a unique situation, they're okay. But usually, I'm just not a fan of them. Yep. So that's what's been happening with the rentals. Yeah. So um, once the migration comes in and happens, that's what's going to happen. 0.230. Don't know what that means, but there you go. <laughs> so, guys, that's what's been happening. That's the state of the market at the moment. So, you know, if this doesn't give a rocket up you to really go, oh my God, I need to do something. Mm. As soon as migration, as soon as COVID's open, yes, absolutely. When COVID finishes, migration's going to be big and we're going to have a yeah. massive rebound. And what's going to happen? And this is the deal RBA have predicted 30% without the migration. Wow. So try to understand that because, yeah. so putting more fuel and to the fire. just a baseline. Yeah, really. so what, what, what RBA is saying is just because the interest rates and just because of what's happening in the economy in Australia on its own, closed off from the rest of the world, we're going to go up 30%. But what's going to happen is migration is going to be like getting fuel and pouring it on the fire, like jet fuel, and the fire is just going to go crazy. And that's why we've got the biggest boom in 50 years. It's going to explode. Yeah. And look, don't know about you guys watching, but Christina and I, we're like, oh, my God, we need to buy more property. I need to buy five properties this year. Like, I, I'm on a mission to buy as much property as I can. Absolutely. I've actually talked to my finance guy. I'm going to take away, take out all my equity, and I'm throwing it in because I've got money in the bank too. And yeah. my money's shrinking. It is shrinking, and I don't want it shrinking. You don't want any shrinkage in the bank. No, right? you don't want shrinkage. Get it out of the bank. In the bank or out of the bank. Both exactly, the bank. no shrinkage. Shrinkage <laughs> is bad. So that's what we're going to do. So really, guys, that's we're going to think about that. So if you look, if you've got money in the bank and you're not sure what to do, I really suggest you invest in yourself, mm. right? Yep. And I really think what you need to do is either do our 14 day challenge or book in with uh, one of our top strategy strategists, Charmaine, so if you want to do the 14 day challenge, type in 14 day challenge, someone will send you a DM. If you want to book in with Charmaine and find out your options, type in booking Charmaine or something like that. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, because I, I really think have a chat. And if you guys are listening to the podcast, come over and join us in Positive Property Club live so we can really get to know each other and you can see me instead of just listening to me. And what talking to Charmaine is going to do is give you a strategy. So if you'd like to um, take us up on that opportunity, just type strategy. There you go. Thank you. You're, you're good at this stuff. High five. Excellent. <laughs> and I'm about to do the special announcement, which I announced the other day. And I want to talk about, you know, about you, Christina, because you just got out of surgery recently. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, yes, so so I don't know if you've noticed, Christina's not wearing any glasses. Tonight. No glasses. I got new eyes. <laughs> yeah, so, so Christina, I, got, I had eye surgery. So Christina's had um, a new... New technology. New, new technology called Smile, and it's amazing. I'm wrapped, and I'm a bit jelly because when I had mine, 
I couldn't see. I, I had eye drops in my eyes for a year straight. Wow. And you know, I woke up in the morning and my eyes were like glued together for a year. Wow. And look at you. You're, you're like driving around. I drove to my appointment the next day. That's how good this surgery I, I needed the white cane after I got my <laughs> <laughs> Literally almost. And look, the funny thing is I'm the president of the Blind Sporting Council, which helps visually impaired people. So, um, and you experienced it yourself at one point after yep. your LASIK eye surgery. Strategy, excellent, yes. Fantastic. And look, if you've got money in super, you should get a strategy as well. You should all check it out because I think it's important. Definitely. So what I was going to do is I'm going to tell you about announcements. What happens is Christina went and did the eye surgery. Mm -hmm. And I don't drive at the moment because I've been speeding a bit and stuff like that. Everyone knows I don't have my license at the moment. Coming back very soon. At one point, I lost it, and now I'm going to... Georgian licenses don't mix, so let's see how long you. Oh, keep your I should license. keep it for about five years at least. Anyway, <laughs> so then what happens is after your eye surgery, they give you all this stuff to put you to sleep. Mm. So when you get home, you don't open your eyes and it doesn't damage you. You've got four hours of sleeping solid, mm -hmm. right? But what happened was while Christina was doing her eye surgery, I'd been talking to a friend of mine, Barry, who lives in Bali, and been having a chat on WhatsApp, and I've been, how's it going, all that? And he's been surfing, having a great time. Right, uh, someone else on strategy as well. Excellent. So I've been talking to my friend Barry, and Barry is an international businessman, lives in Bali, does very well, lives an amazing lifestyle, very very smart guy, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and basically, um, very smart guy, and he's my coach when it comes to business, and I'm Barry's coach when it comes to property. Mm -hmm. And Barry's done very well. I think he's got four or five properties in the last year on our yeah. program alone. He kicks ass. The guy's really sharp. Anyway, so he's talking to me, and I'm like. Wow, Bali sounds awesome. He's like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, what the hell? I go, Barry, guess what? I'm moving there with you. <laughs> right? So Christina comes home. And um, Christina comes home. And I go, Christina, guess what? We're leaving Australia permanently. And we're moving to Bali. I'm selling my car. We're getting rid of our cars. We're closing down the house. We're out. Mm -hmm. And Christina is like, George. I'm not supposed to get excited for four hours. Now I'm supposed I'm... <laughs> to be sleeping for four hours and closing my eyes and just relaxing. But now I'm buzzing. I'm going, what? Why are we moving to Bali? What? When did this happen? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So look, I'm sorry about that. But I mean, how often does your husband tell you, hi, guess what? We're leaving the country for good. And the funny thing is... Not every day. Put it that way. Yeah. But I'm really good that we're on the same page because we know each other so well. Yeah. And I knew you'd want to come in. You wouldn't want to stay here while I'm in Bali. <laughs> and the thing is... Um, we'll just live in separate houses. Yes. Yeah, so, so what happened was when I first met Christina and we were going through that courtship period, we've just started dating. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's it. I took Christina to Bali for a holiday because, you know, when you're fresh and you first start dating someone, holidays are so exciting. Mm -hmm. And especially it's a great way to get to know each other because you don't have your family and friends around you and it's just you two and you're in each other's world. It's worlds. just like a fun adventure. Yeah. And how amazing was that? It was awesome. And because Bali... Thank you. Someone says congratulations. Thank you so much. And because Bali was when our love first blossomed with each other and it's a very special place for both of us in our heart. Mm. One, because the Balinese are beautiful people. I love them. They're beautiful people. Absolutely. I love the culture. I love... It's just a beautiful place and I love it. And I like the attitude there and it's a very cool laid back place. Mm -hmm. And I want to learn how to surf. And, um, you know, 
I sort of go through semi-retirements every now and again, and I'm hiring someone to take over the business and run it, and I'm going to still do the coaching, you know, a bit of bit of stuff. But I'm going to move out of the business for a little bit, do a bit of surfing, and work on my tan, and then go back into it because I do nice. that from time to time. Yeah. yeah, and it's pretty exciting. So we're going to move to Bali permanently and say goodbye to everyone, and um, it's pretty exciting. And I thought to myself, if I don't do it, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. And there's something to be said about getting out of your comfort zone and doing something different. Absolutely. You know. So, guys, you're the first to hear around the world about us leaving Australia permanently and moving to Bali. Mm. You know, and I'll still be doing property coaching. I'll be doing it from Bali. I'll just be doing it over Zoom. I've been doing it over Zoom for the past few years now, anyway. So, it doesn't matter where you are. I'll be able to connect. Well, look, we've grown so much, and um, that's what's going to happen. Now, if someone's saying, "What's your strategy?" The strategy would use for avoiding land tax in New South Wales and Queensland. Okay, good question. Look, I don't like using the word avoid. <laughs> right, so when I talk about tax or land tax, I talk about legally minimising it. Just better wording. Yeah. Um, because that's what we're really doing. Because we don't want to avoid anything. We don't want to avoid anything. What we want to do is really um, legally, le legally minimise our tax, legally minimise our land tax to as much possible as we legally can but still keep it all above board and being ethical. That's the most important thing. Now, New South Wales and Queensland have got different thresholds when it comes to land tax. And what needs to happen, which is, a, which is an interesting thing, and this is part of the service we provide for people anyway. So what happens is I've got a table and each state has got a different land tax threshold, right? And anyone heard of this thing, don't pull your eggs in one basket? Mm -hmm. Well, there's another reason we don't put eggs in one basket because we don't want to get land tax up the rear end, especially because New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia now are terrible for land tax. Yeah. They're really horrible places. And if you've got too much property, they're going to sting you. So what I do is you get a mixture of buying in different locations and buying in different entities to reduce your tax. It's quite complicated. And everyone's situation is very different. Yeah. But um, the person who asked that question, Type in the word strategy, book in Charmaine, let's know your details, we might be able to help you out. But what I do is, um, I know in Queensland, you can own $700,000 worth of land without paying any land tax at all. New South Wales is different. And each state is different. And what I like to do is I like to move my house, buy a house in different areas, keep accumulating. For one thing, what I like about buying in different states is it keeps you safe because one's going up, the one's going down. So at the moment, my Perth property is going down, my Queensland property is going up, my Adelaide properties are sort of sitting there. One of them went up, one of them went sideways, the other one went up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the way I see it is properties like fruit trees. And uh, properties like fruit trees, and really at the end of the day, what I want to do is have an assortment of them and different ones to grow differently. Because we planted an olive tree and a, and a um, fig, tree. fig tree, right? And what I love about olive tree and fig trees in the Mediterranean, I love the Mediterranean. I love Italy, Greece, Greek islands, Macedonia, Orchid, and you've got fig trees and olive trees there everywhere in these old ancient places, and I wanted to get that feel in our backyard. And what happened was the fig tree really kicked ass. We had figs the first day, first, first month we had the fig mm. tree. Olive tree, no olives for two years, and now suddenly the olive trees double, double the size of the fig tree, and now the fig tree's catching up again. And... What happens is properties like that because that's why I want to get lots of properties because some outperform others. And what I want to do is have as many as I can exposed to this market. And usually about 20%, 20% of 
20% equity. So therefore I'm getting five times the growth. It's very important. And now's the time to really get your house in order. You know, because what they say is, you've probably heard fortune favors the bold. You've probably heard that. And that's part of us going overseas. It's getting out of our comfort zone. I think getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable is important. But you know what? Fortune favors the prepared. Really, if you're prepared, it's going to be like a surf, surfing. If you're prepared, right, you're going to catch this wave, this 30% wave, and do very well. Absolutely. Well done to you both. On amazing, on let's say, well done to you both. You're an amazing team and earned barley. Congratulations, George. You really are brilliant, knowledgeable, and genuine speaker. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you so lovely. much for that. Thank that's, you. That's a lovely <laughs> comment. I really appreciate it. That's Look, awesome. As you know, our values, you know, one of our values is A for authentic. And um, I'm really, you know, want to be authentic and real. And I was supposed to go to the dentist today. And I rang up and said, hey, I'm hungover. I can't come because if you put anything in my mouth, I'll probably throw up. And Christina was like, why would you tell him that? And I said, Christina, because... Like, isn't that too much information? And I said, no, because I just want to be really authentic. There is such thing as oversharing, though. I'm, I overshare. I do. I do. And I like to share everything. Because really, at the end of the day, I think um, I have to move. I'm getting trouble. I really think by um, being as authentic as I can and sharing my journey with you, that's the best way for you to learn. I don't want to make things look good for you. And when I stuff up, I stuff up and I tell you. I mean, I don't know if people saw the video when I that phone call that cost me $5,000. Right, I got a phone call. We were um, in Singapore, mm-hmm. and uh, what we did is Airbnb our house, and then I get a call from the people from the, Air- the Airbnb it. My water thing blew up and had water everywhere, yeah, yeah. and then they called someone because I didn't have a manager, which was a silly thing to do because we we're managing it from overseas. Not doing that again. Not possible. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm managing it from there. So they had to call anyone who charges five grand to replace it, which we should have should have cost two, right? But that phone call cost me five grand. Expensive phone call. But you know what? Yeah. I learned from it and I wanted to share with you guys what happened. So when I stuff up, when I get something wrong, you're the first, you're, you guys are going to be the first to know about it. And the reason I want to tell you when I stuff up is because I learned from my mistakes. I want you to learn from my so mistakes. So you don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> but what you've got to understand is I've made more mistakes than anyone because I've had 20,000 like hours. It's like saying it's a wise man learns from his mistakes. A wiser man learns from another man's mistakes. Exactly. And look, I've learned most of my mistakes from other people, luckily. You get the shortcut. And you get the shortcut with me. But I, I, I still make mistakes every now and again. So what I've done now is I've gone out and I'm going to get a professional Airbnb manager. Yes. They're going to manage our house. And then we're going to be able to book in when we want to come back for a holiday and visit the family. Because we're coming back in July for Christina's brother's wedding. Mm. So that's our first trip back to Australia. Rose getting married. I know. How exciting. It's going to be great. So that's what's happening. And, you know, part of what I love doing is being authentic because, one, it's easier. Two, I don't want to polish things up. I want to give it to you raw the way it is because you're going to learn more if I give it to you the way it is instead of trying to make it look good. And I'm not here to look good. Christina's here to make me look good. I don't have <laughs> that, to. That's my job. I'll do the heavy lifting there. You do the heavy lifting, right? Christina, you do. I've still got my license, so yes. <laughs> right, there you go. And you know what? I should have sold my car anyway because I haven't got a I license. Know. So I'm going to get rid of it. And I was going to do that anyway. I'm just... And it's too low um, to the ground. Like, I don't like driving the Porsche because um, 
it's just awkward, hard to get in and out of a sports car. I prefer being up high in my BMW and, you know, having the luxury. Oh, Christina, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you sound a little bit talking those days. <laughs> oh, the Porsche is too low. I just it's won't drive it. It's way too low to the ground. Yeah, it's just not my style. <laughs> You're hilarious, Christina, because that does sound a bit talking those, but we're down it's to It's just earth. a fact, yeah. you know. But the fact it doesn't is, matter what car it was, if it were low to the ground, I wouldn't like it. Well, I'm going to sell the Porsche and buy a house. I think that's a smart investment. And I'm going to do the numbers and show you what you can do by selling your car. Because actually, I've had a few members that have joined our program that had no deposit. I got them to sell their cars and buy property. Yeah. And one guy now has got over a million dollars worth of property after he sold his um, cars. Awesome. He's still got a car now too, so which is pretty cool. So look, exciting stuff. So guys, we're moving to Bali. We're still going to keep the same bat time, same bat channel at 6.35 Australian Eastern Standard Time. All our commitments are staying the same in positive property. Absolutely, and I'm going to be committed to learning how to surf. We're going to be here, rain, hail, shine, barley, Australia, so guys, doesn't matter where we are. That's right, so make sure you join us each Wednesday because I really enjoy interacting with you and I'm hoping I can help you guys as much as I can and give you, you know, get you to the next level investing. Definitely, and really looking forward to uh, having a chat with everyone who books in and have a strategy session. Yeah, make sure you type in strategy, even yep. if you hear this afterwards, because I have Definitely. our team monitoring this. And look, if you're on the if you're on the podcast and you're listening to me, you know what I want you to do is, you know, when you stop, if you're driving your car, just go to Facebook, get into Positive Property Club, join us there so you can interact with us live, and uh, that's going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, awesome. So just to to sum up um, what we had a chat about tonight. So, um, so yeah, in a second, I just want to see this. How do I use equity to get ahead without being restricted by serviceability? I seven times gross income. Yeah, look. Good question. And what, I, what I've done is actually this morning, I had a meeting and I did a training for our group uh, with our mortgage manager, because what you need is a mortgage manager to help you. Yes. What I suggest you do, if you're not sure about that, is do our 14 day challenge, because that's going to go through the training and teach you that. Or if you've already done your 14 day challenge, um, and if you're a member, book in for a review with your coach. That's right. Now, we had a question from last week. And I'm going to see where it is to see if I can answer it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, but this is sort of, we're sort of coming to the end now anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll start doing a bit of a summary then. So oh, yes. Talked about the, summary. We talked about the RBA um, saying that property is going to be going up by 30%. Yeah, but this is internal years. leak documents from the Freedom of Information request, right? 30%. Nice. Then we talked about how units in Melbourne and Sydney have dropped again. Yeah, and, then and we talked about the, commercial property. Commercial property, as normal, we think it's crap. Um, it's gone <laughs> down. Changed, it's yeah. gone down. It's even worse than before. We talked about has COVID killed the office? Has COVID killed the shopping centre? It may have not killed it, but it certainly hurt it. It quite was a bit. dying anyway. Yep. Um, but now it's on life support. Exactly. And also, what we did <laughs> we is we just got to turn that switch off. The other thing we spoke about that if you put your money in the bank, it's going to take eighty years at this current rate. And yes. it's not going to be the same for 80 years, so it might be a little bit shorter. But we thought the best strategy, if you want to do that and not do property, is to get cryogenically frozen with alcohol because it's going to help you a lot. So we, we talked about that. And um, the other thing we talked about is us going back to where we where we had our first romantic holiday, back to going, Bali, moving to Bali. Moving to Bali, yeah. So and what was that question from last week, George? What I'm going to do is I can't find it. So, <laughs> um, what I, what I'm, we're going to have to answer it next week. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to be documenting our, our whole way of moving to Bali and show people how it's done. Yeah. 
and just show you what we're doing. Because um, you know, I want to show you guys behind the scenes what's really happening. You know, when we do these sort of things, and what I want to do is I want to get you guys behind the scenes when I'm doing a few property deals. Well, it's yeah. about that laptop lifestyle, you know. Once you've got a property portfolio, it does give you the, the time and the money to have the flexibility to live where you want to live, to have the lifestyle you want to have. So it's going to be really great for you guys to see how we do it. Exactly. And then, you know, we'll teach you how to do the same thing. Yes, I want to teach everyone how to have this lifestyle and be able to do what we're doing because it's really the property that's giving us this opportunity. It's a game changer. It's a game changer and you can do it too. And, we, and we're going to we're going to show You're you. Not how to special. Do it. You can do it too. It's not that hard. Exactly. So we're going to go behind the scenes. We're going to show you how it's done. Uh, Christina and I are doing um, a property deal at the moment, which a uh, more advanced thing that we're doing at the moment. We're we're going to make a hundred percent in twelve months, mm. right? Which is pretty exciting too. And we're going to document the whole thing. We're going to be teaching it to our students. Absolutely. Right. Because um, once you tap out your tax, then you're going to really. Because um, what we do normally with our program is first thing you do is tap out your tax and get all your tax dollars and start getting that to help you build property and build your wealth. And that works away in the background. But once you've made enough money out of that and you've got enough properties. Yeah. Yes, Christina peaked at her vision board with Bali Living. Oh, how, <laughs> how cool is that? Uh, there you go. So um, who's that? Because I can't see it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Bali is that Lisa? has a special. Is that Lisa? I, I don't know, George. One of your clients. Um, um, it's had a special place in my heart for a, a long time, which is great. So yeah, I can't wait to. Um, yeah, yeah, so get I, over I, there. I love the vision board of Bali, and you know what? Um, we're going to be doing it. It's going to be great. So um, I'm very excited about that. So I'm really excited to share our journey with you guys. And um, yep, Lisa, I thought it was Lisa. <laughs> Yep, I know. Well, guess what, Lisa? Now we're definitely doing a conference in Bali. Now, one hundred percent. Because um, Lisa's one of our members, and um, Lisa's awesome. She's really cool. So high five to Lisa. But not only that, Lisa actually um, she convinced me to do a Bali retreat for everyone, and we're going to be doing one. Because especially now we're going to be living there, we're going to be doing a Bali retreat for all our clients and our members, yeah. which is going to be cool. And we may do one live one when we get back once the borders are all open because I really want to get together with all our members live. We want to do a bit of board breaking and get together because really at the end of the day, yes, we're all freedom fighters, right? Because mm -hmm. we're fighting for freedom for ourselves, our families, and our lifestyles. That's what we're doing. Absolutely. And um, woohoo, you can get it all set up for us. Yes, I will. I'll, I'll, actually, <laughs> I'll actually help you with all of it because I've already got all the contacts to do everything we need. I only, only decided three days ago and we've, we've got everything done. That's so right. It's amazing. And, and the key is who, not how. Exactly. That's that's what I do really it's well. It's a great book. I suggest you read it, check yep. it out. One of my coaches, Dan Sullivan, wrote it. And It'll get your, your mindset right for thinking, who can help me with this rather than how do I do yep. this myself? So the deal is never think how, but think who. And I made the mistake of thinking yeah. how without how. So what happened was I Airbnb'd our house. Mm. And we actually um, went to South America and made $10,000 profit, 12,000 profit, while being on holiday, which I thought was cool. Yeah. But if I had a manager, we would have made 20,000, right? More. So I really, by thinking how, not who, you cost yourself I money. cost myself 10 grand, yeah. right? Yeah. And then that 5,000 problem, that would have been a $1,000 problem if I had a manager. Absolutely. And now we're going overseas, I'm going to get a manager. I'm not going to have that problem again. And look, that's the deal. So from now on, every time I think of something, mm. I don't think how, 
I think who? Yeah, and what I want you to think is if you're going to invest in property, you need to think who, right? Yeah. And if it's not me, then think again. <laughs> I'm joking. Awesome, guys. Well, so guys, it was look, great to catch up tonight. <laughs> excellent catching up, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everyone. Make sure you're here next week. We've got, always got some good stuff for you every we week. We have just as exciting night next week. I hope so. I don't know if we can beat tonight, but we'll give it's it a shot. It's going to get more and more exciting each week. Enjoy your Wednesday night, guys. Cheers. See you guys. Bye-bye. Peace out. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.